Hi, welcome to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. This is the podcast for people who want to start and grow an online location independent business so they can live a life of freedom and choice on their own terms. Welcome to episode 42, the real reasons why you're stuck choosing your business idea. Everybody goes through a process when they're choosing a business idea. They research, go over options, narrow down the choices and make a decision. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is if you've been stuck on this for a long time, unable to make a decision, meaning months if not longer. If that's you, you may think the reason you're in a holding pattern is one thing when actually it's something else. Maybe not, but let's be open to exploring this. Here are the reasons people often think they're stuck because of. And if you're not deciding, it can feel like one of these is the one holding you back. One, not having any ideas that feel like real options to you. Two, not being able to decide between two or more ideas. Three, not knowing if the idea you're interested in could work. These are completely valid and like I said, it's normal to go through a process as you do with any decision you make in your life. The problem comes though when you aren't moving forward. Here are the four reasons that one of them could be the real reason why you're stuck. One, you think you only have one shot at this so the pressure of that misconception is paralyzing you. Two, you think if you choose one idea, you're throwing away all the other ideas and you'll never get a chance to do them. Three, the idea of choosing one thing sounds like you might have to turn people away who need your other skills and talents, which appears to make no sense so you choose not to do anything. Or four, you're afraid other people are already doing your idea and you won't be better or different enough to get traction. So let's go through these one by one. First, you think you only have one shot at this. While of course we want you to have the best possible chance of success from the get-go, the reality is you're unlikely to get this perfect first time. And it's better to go in expecting this. The reality is most successful entrepreneurs had multiple things go wrong before they had something go right. Their mindset of being willing to fail, while of course desperately not wanting to fail at the same time, actually allowed them to succeed. Peter Cook, who wrote The New Rules of Management, describes this concept beautifully. He said there are four options on how you can approach any project that matters. 1. Succeeding half-heartedly. This is where you only put part of yourself into a project, but it works out anyway. So this is nice, but not usually the case for big projects like starting a business. Then there's two, succeeding flat out. This is where you give it everything you've got and you win. This is the most satisfying option. Then there's failing half-heartedly. This is a form of playing it safe. You can fool yourself into believing you didn't really fail because you didn't really try. This is dangerous behavior. 
Then finally, there is failing flat out. Peter says this is the hardest, but by far the most important. He says, All successful people and teams have had spectacular failures giving it their all. It's the most important because without being willing to fail flat out, you'll never succeed flat out. I think this is really profound. As horrifying as it is to go into something knowing you could fail horribly, it's the only way to succeed. With saying that though, there is an upside. While it is a reality that you're likely to try multiple things before you find the right one, and I see this all the time with clients who've tried multiple things before they come to me, there are strategies you can use to get as close as possible to right the first time, which is the approach that I like to take. The main strategy to use here is to test your ideas early before investing too much be willing to fail ideas and iterate fast. What I mean by this is to do the exact opposite of what we're told to do in school. It's to test your idea out in the least prepared, least fancy, least expensive way possible as quickly as is viable to see what happens. Then use that information to get closer to the magic combination of what you want to do and what the market wants. I have a whole episode on this, which is episode 16, why what you need is not a business plan. So the way to get past this misconception that you only have one shot is to know this. First, everybody has to be willing to fail to succeed. That is what all successful people who have walked before you have done, which means by definition, this isn't your only shot. Then, in order to maximise your chances of succeeding with your idea right now, test early without spending a bunch of money on websites, branding, other stuff to give yourself the data you need early to then adjust and get your idea up and running and working with the limited resources you have because we all have limited resources. All right, so on to the second thing that could be holding you back. You think if you choose one idea, you're throwing away all the others and you'll never get a chance to do them. Because of all the talk about niching that's in the internet marketing world, it can seem like you need to choose a very narrow version of your idea. If you're someone who likes to focus on multiple projects at once and do take the entrepreneurial design profile to see your focus type, this could feel like hell to you. Now here's the truth, you can niche very narrowly, but you can also niche more broadly as long as you can still speak to the group of people you might want to help with one message and not be irrelevant to a large proportion of them. It's about finding a common thread or a theme that runs through your work and I'll have an upcoming episode on this as well. While it makes sense to start in one area, you absolutely can branch out once you get something working. You can add a new element into your existing business, or if you want to, start a completely different business. And people literally do this all the time. So the way to get past this misconception is to think like this. I'm choosing one idea to work on now. 
all other ideas remain open to me later on, and more than likely, because they're important to me, I'll work on them in the future. Another episode that I have that talks about this concept is episode 38, How to Choose Your Business Idea Without Stressing Out. Now on to the third thing that can be the real reason why you're not choosing a business idea. And that's choosing one thing sounds like turning people away. There is truth in the saying, if you help everybody, you help nobody. But who is to say you have to turn people away? You don't have to turn people away. If your business is designing websites and someone comes to you wanting some drawings or illustrations and you want to do them, you totally get to take the job. There will likely come a time when you'll stop doing other things because you're pricing at a certain level so it may not be worth your time, but no one is saying or telling you you have to turn people away. What you do have to do is choose something so you can actually start. Because if you never start, you really are truly then helping no one. The way to think about this is, first, once I start my business, I'll be helping some people as well as, of course, helping myself. And second, if anyone else wants different work from me, I get to choose whether or not I want to accept the work or not. All right, number four. You're afraid other people are already doing your idea and you won't be better or different enough to get traction. At the beginning of taking on anything new, even if it's just offering something you've done at work before, now to clients as a business owner, you are going to have a learning curve. This is completely normal and you will price accordingly to adjust for it. No one expects you to be perfect. They just expect to be helped with their problems. It's completely normal to feel out of your comfort zone when you start. Now I'm completely comfortable in my client-facing work, but in the beginning I was terrified and that is normal. The only way to get better is to actually do it. So as I mentioned before, you price accordingly when you're new. And given that you know much more on your subject matter than your client does, that's why they're hiring you, the client is still helped even if you aren't the best in the world at what you do and everyone's happy. Here's how to think about this potential block. Everyone started somewhere. And if you need proof, use the Wayback Web Machine to see people's old websites. I think you'll be surprised. And now there's a sneaky fifth reason that could be the real reason why you're having issues choosing your business idea. And that is, if you were to actually pick something, then you'd need to actually do something, meaning taking concrete action rather than just thinking about ideas, which let's be honest, can be way more fun. Fantasizing about being a successful business owner is easier than being one. It can feel way more exciting to stay in the ideation phase rather than roll up your sleeves, knuckle down and get into some real work. If that's you, think about what you really want for your life. Do you want to be someone who had great ideas but never did anything with them? 
Or do you want to be someone who turns great ideas into something real that the world can benefit from? Ultimately, all of this comes down to some kind of fear of the unknown. We can do our best work to have the best possible chances of success with our business ventures. And this is essentially the work that I do with clients every day. But there are no guarantees. Business takes an element of trial and error and testing things out in order to succeed. To break free of the norm, you have to be willing to do something outside of the norm. You have to be open to the idea of not getting it right sometimes so that with perseverance, you get to where you actually want to be. You can't create something that changes lives by playing it safe. You get to create something that changes lives by playing full out, which means being willing to fail in order to succeed. I hope that gave you food for thought and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks for listening to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. If you like this show, I'd love you to subscribe, share and leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, head over to my website at catleblanc.com. Until next time.